Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crits. I am your host, Aaron Washington, and I'm here with my co-host, Nick. What's really good? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we're trying to talk about villains. Yeah. Trying to. We're doing it though. We're going to do it. Because we're doing stories, and we've talked about other parts of the story before. We've talked about the intro. Oh yeah. We've done uh, downtime. We've done like rising action. We've done like the early campaign, one (sighs) to three. Uh, So... Let's talk about some bad guys. Right on. From uh, your street thug to your big bad. Yeah. From, you know, Grossman to Asmodeus. Yes. We're doing it all. And then back to Grossman. <laughs> From Big Ted to Elder Dragon. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. We're doing yes. it. Yes. All right. So what makes a good villain to you, Nick? What makes it, when you're a player and you're and now someone else is running the game, what makes you go, oh my God, I love this villain? Um... I like them when they, they've got good depth and relatability. Like, I can understand a little of why you're doing it, but you still shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's always going to be the villain that just does it to do it, but I, I like the ones that... Um, have a cause. That have a cause. Yeah, um, and a purpose that is either their own or maybe a purpose that they view would help the world. Um, like, so I, I like They're like trying the, to save the world, even if they have to, like, crack it first. Yes, Exactly, that that kind of villain is always cool to me. Yeah, I love I love a villain where like you can you can see where they came from in their ideology. Like you started here, you started off like this, and now you're just like, how did you fall so far from your original goal? Especially, I love villains who are once heroes. Those are cool too. Yeah, like they were once really good people and maybe even lauded as as heroes, and now you're looking at them as the big bad. And I love watching the trail of events or understanding events that turned a good, you know, a good man bad. Absolutely. Those are, those are all so special. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. But there is something to be said for the villain who is the sake of villainy for evil. Like, it's just, this is what I do, and I do it because I like it. You know, it has its own kind of flair to it. Yeah. Very much Jokerish, right? Yeah. I like chaos. I like watching these things happen because... It gives me a certain kind of pleasure. It's nice to mix those up. Like, you know, this is just Definitely. a bad person. You know, it's kind of like how when you do uh, orcs raiding, sacrificing, killage, and pillaging, they don't need a reason to do it. It's what they do. Yep. It, it's their reasoning. But it's, it's always fun to give them a reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, have it where they're, they can be doing it for someone or things like that. Um, there's definitely ways to play that up. But, uh, like... For instance, um, the like villain who wants to rule the world. Yeah. Classic. Like, uh, why are they doing it? They want to rule the world. Well, why do they think? Why do they want to rule the world? Sometimes it could be a noble cause, and sometimes they believe that it is their right to rule. You know. Yep. And those are also just kind of, those are also kind of juicy. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, sometimes a little overused, but super cool nonetheless. Yeah, um, I think they're really good in the right moments like you yes. know like they they've been overplayed in a lot of older things but at a D&D table if you if you if you flavor it you know just yes. right you know here's an evil king an evil warlord well why is he doing all these things man he wants more land. i mean cuz you think about it like most kings want more stuff land yep. they want more people they want more revenue they want all that and sometimes you know that's what you do uh i'm also a fan of uh like, he's the villain because of the circumstances. Yeah. Like, 
I normally wouldn't even consider fighting this guy if we weren't on like opposite ends of this kind of uh, conflict yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, kind of like the old uh, tribute to the old Star Trek. Like if I had met you another way, we could have been friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Those are those are fun. Those are fun. So Nick, um, yes. What is your what is your favorite villain? What is your goat like? What what is the what is the bad guy that you like the most when you're DMing? Like how do you Quentin Wellsby? Quentin Wells is your favorite. Why is he your favorite? Um, he's been around a while. Um, I st- he actually started off as a character um, that I played um, in 4th edition, um, who's just a, a crazy old man who did experiments, and they often ended up with him blowing up, you know, tips of his hair singed. and um, But then at one point, uh, it was in the game that Mike had, um, I ran him again, and I realized, you know, hey, this... This character would be fun as a bad guy. He's obnoxious. He's boisterous. I actually used him um, as a uh, a druid type in um, a LARP I was in uh, called Lands of Exile, and uh, so from there I was like, oh man, I can include him in my games. And I usually start him off as just an old man they meet, or he might be the archmage in one of the uh, arcane colleges. Um, he's just fun for me to role play. Mm-hmm. He's, just a, he's just a good time all around. He's a good time all around, and he's got motivations that sometimes line up with other villains, um, but he tends to dismiss them as just, it's like a side effect of what he's trying to do. Uh-huh. Um, and oftentimes, people don't realize he's a bad guy until it's too late. Um, yeah, they don't, they either, don't catch the... Yeah, either through an unfair deal or um, just minor treachery. Like, uh, I, this is all I needed, now I'm out. Well, that's a bad thing you have there. Well, I know. That's why I'm taking it. <laughs> you know, and and just go from there. So he's the, he's the one I have a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough, uh, my reoccurring villain uh, is not even really a good one. He's not a good bad guy. It's just that if I play in futuristic campaigns or modern campaigns and someone is going to a, a person who has things or like, 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 oh, I'm looking for illegal firearms or... I'm trying to do a shady deal. I have the same bad guy I use for this, and his name is Fred Lowe. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Lowe, yeah. He's he's not that great. He's not, that, <laughs> he he's not a good one. He's not a good... He's Like, he does what he does. He's deceitful. He's, a, he's treacherous. It's very obvious he's treacherous. Yeah. I think in all of my games of, of campaigning, only one deal with Fred Lowe actually went good. And every other one has gone south and up in a gunfight. He runs. He's a cowardly yep. guy. With a dag <laughs> on it. I just love that character oh, yeah. and that whole him. Always a good time. Just like, oh, well, you know a guy. Is his name Fred Lowe? It is. Yay. His name is Fred Lowe. <laughs> and he's just a scumbag. It's just kind of thing. But uh like I've used a I've used a few others. Um one, uh, which I never actually got to finish a story with him until we did Thursday's game, but uh it started off um with a friend of mine who decided to make uh an RPG that was kind of based in a Final Fantasy type universe with like the crystals, but essentially um, it was like his own take on it. So, um, so essentially, my my character 
in his thing, one of the races was pretty much like um, you were like a demi human, like so you had either part celestial or part fiendish oh, okay. blood in you. So it was like it was like you were like a like a one fourth god type god character. Like you didn't get like the super benefits, but like as you leveled, like you get like auras and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, I made this I made this character, and uh, essentially, you know, me and him were working on the backstory, and we kind of role played it out. And he was like, you know, okay, uh, your mother was this goddess. She did this, but because of her nature, she leaves you at one of her temples to raise you because she doesn't take you on herself. And then, like, I had this character. My character essentially had a, a, a companion, essentially. Um, and this companion was, like, the most important thing in the world to him. Like, this companion was the reason why my character wasn't a villain. Okay. So the DM decided to take that person. Oh. Like, immediately. Like, without any progress in me becoming a better person. Like, I was, I knew eventually something would happen. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. But, like, I was very much hoping that I would become a more whole individual before the other person was taken. And we're talking, like, immediately. And so, the game only, like, had, like, two or three games. And then I'd already lost the thing. And then we just kind of um, text-based role-played, like, the rest of the story. And, like, I I became a villain. Like, he just snapped. And so uh, I brought him in in one other game because, like, he ended up destroying the world he was in. He destroyed it. And uh, I brought, like, and he, that's how the game ended with him just destroying everything. And oh, he, he tried to die and he couldn't because at that point he had reached full divinity. So he couldn't kill himself. Oh, and boy. then we just, and then, <laughs> yeah, so then I, I brought him into other games. And it was just so happens Thursday. He was actually beaten for the first time. I have had him as a villain. That like the whole kind of story went full circle. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna put him in the rest now. Like I feel like that. Like oh, it's really funny enough. But no, I'm you gonna... can always keep him on the back burner. Yeah, I mean, it's just like really nice. Like you guys kind of gave him the end I really wanted. So heck yeah. Thank you for that. You know, for doing that, for yeah, turning yeah, yeah. a good thing bad. Uh, I appreciate you all. Because you're my friends. Okay. So, um, there are times, of course, when you show your bad guy. You like to... Dis- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of displaying of power. Like, uh, yeah. show off show off the big bad. So, what is, what, is your, what is your tips on something like that? Like, how do you show off your big bad's, uh, your chops? How do you let your players know, oh, he's the guy? Um, I like doing it, um, and I'm going to use Quentin Wellsby again. Um, as far as like strength goes and how, how powerful they are, uh, he's always got, um, like items on him. And if you get a high enough arcana, you can see, oh, this is a staff of the Archmage. These are robes of the Magi. Oh crap. This guy's powerful if he's got that gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, in fifth edition, it does have that. You have those tells. That's a nice way to do that. Yeah. Or um, there was a point where they were in a battle against some ropers, um, and then he deceitfully charged his spell for two turns, and then just cast it to disintegrate, um, which is far above uh, what the players were at. So when some when when party members caught that green ray that just dusted a roper. They al- alarms went off. Well, for some of them, not all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was in that. I think I was one of the ones who was like, "Oh, how do you do that?" Yep. Yeah. Um, so um, displays of power are cool, but I like um, just like 
you should be able to look at them and go, oh, crap, that mm-hmm. guy's probably tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we also, I do that sometimes in uh, Thursday because your character can see the auras of magic. Yes. And there are times where I've let you see a character's aura and it's like, this is, this is too much. This is yeah. more than you can, you can look at this and you can gauge this is higher than anyone you've seen in X amount of time or yeah. this is as strong as your parents who you know are very powerful mages. Like, yes. That's, a, that's one of those things I've done in the past. Um, but uh, I've had this, I've, I've seen it happen, I've heard about it happening, is like you, what, how, how do you discourage those players who want to run in and punch the final boss when they're level three? All right, so <laughs> a, I, people I, will do it. I give them the chance. Um, oftentimes, uh, if somebody says, "Oh, this old man, we got to get rid of him," you know, Quentin just will use something that just makes them trivial, and then he'll just be like, "All right, I'm leaving." Um, either whether it be a spell or a use of an item, um, but I like it when they try to swing on him or whatever because um, you find out very quick. That it's not somebody you should mess with, and I and I think it should be a message that yeah, it should be instantaneous. Like, oops, maybe not. Okay, because uh, I had an instance where um, we, we were they were uh, we were doing our game, and uh, essentially uh, <laughs> I introduced a villain who not only could absorb uh, could absorb their abilities, but also mimic them at will. Nice. And uh, he was a he was a synthetic. He was like made that way. He was like. A synthetic weapon. Uh, the storyline was pretty much he was decommissioned, and in sleep he finished himself. Oh, okay. Like all types of crazy nano machine type mess. He was a monster. Uh, very much so. I just I try to display that, and so it's kind of so it's like people are just doing things because it has like people under him, and they're dealing with those people. But it is just watching in the background, kind of just from a shadow. Yeah. One of the characters finds it and Quentin like chase and it just walks away. Like it doesn't run from it, it just walks away. Corners him into an alley and is like, Alright, I'm gonna take this guy. And I look across the table and I'm just like, Well I mean you you turn around, you see this massive machine, uh, he makes some rules, yeah, you realize what it's made of, what it can do. You realize if you hit it with your power, it will gain it. Uh, so they start having a dialogue, and the thing tells them, "I have no time for you," kind of thing. Like you're, you're, you're it's pointless. You can't defeat me alone. Uh, he's like, "No, nah, I'm going to do this." And I was like, "Okay." He says, "You have uh, one minute." And I look at him like, "You have a minute." And I'm like, "So he's like, so what does it mean?" I mean, you have ten turns. Do what you do. Yep. Like, I don't know how else I can broadcast if a villain gives you 10 turns to do what you will. Yep. While he stands there, he's probably take, not to be. Take the hint. <laughs> but some people may not take the hint. They may just be like, all right, this is a bluff. I can beat him. In and which case, valuable lessons are learned. Yeah. He didn't take the hint. No. He sure didn't. No. He attacked ten times. Well, that's a shame. With all of his resources exhausted. He used all of his biggest attacks. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Add it all up. Let's do this math. And he just kept going. He was just getting hyped. So, yeah. So his turn. He 
throws you into a building crumbling that says you and your crew are the foundation of his new world. Oh, no. Good job. Yep. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, just, uh, I didn't know how to, like, uh, it was one of those things it, where I just didn't know what to do. Like, how could I, how else, how else could I have told him that that wasn't it? Yeah, and, and a lot of times um, through good description, you can get uh, players to kind of be like, oh, maybe not mess with this particular one. Yeah. Um, you know, but sometimes you, you do your best and people want to do what they do anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those life lessons are learned, at yeah. least for the character. You would think so. No, not you the player. Think, not the player. The character. You would you would think those yeah. life lessons are learned, but unfortunately, we live in a world. <laughs> we live in a society. We do live in a society. society. Yeah. And those lessons aren't learned at all. So, what what is something? What what is something that a person like when they, so when a person is making their story, they're making their villain. Uh, if you had to tell them something that they may not want to do, like what what would you well like don't like don't do this with your villain. Uh, is there is there anything that particularly kind of like or with uh, your antagonist? Let's do it that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, making them center stage is good, but the story is also supposed to be about the players. So when the villain takes up too much of that stage, is so powerful, toys with them constantly, um, the players feel, or if the players feel like they, they aren't making progress towards that villain, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that could be a thing. Like your players eventually, of the, the point of a villain is to be an adversary, to be a conflict for the players, yeah. and for them to grow and, and then try to rise above it. Don't make your villain so strong that they're trivial until like the very end of the game. Because that can get frustrating, definitely. Because that's frustrating. And, I mean, they're getting stronger. So you want, you know, the bad guy, you know, is probably still trying to get strong. But you got to show the players getting strong as well to take on the threat. Um, and just, you know, so, yeah. If I'd say that, don't make your villain so powerful that they don't feel like they could ever take it, have the chance. Uh, don't, like, why bother? I would also add to that, uh, don't see the villain as your character. Yeah. As a DM. Just don't do it. Just just because they are part of the story. The villain is just a piece of the bigger puzzle that the people play in. When you take it like that, like when they challenge the villain on something and you take it like as in your characters being challenged, that's when it can get wonky and crazy. Yeah. Because more than just a person can be a villain, uh, the setting can be an antagonist, right? Like, if, if it's hostile towards you. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, for instance, I've heard, I haven't played Straw, but I heard if you're lawful good in Straw, it's a bad day. Yeah, it is a bad day. It is a bad day if you're lawful good in that setting. God forbid you're a paladin. Yeah. So, it's, it's just one of those things where the scenario itself can also be part of the antagonistic way of things. But, as you said before, you don't want it to constantly just beat your characters to, to dust. Yeah. You know? Because I played in a game where I just felt like the setting itself was just out to get me. Who cares about the villain and the antagonist? The setting is literally like everything is just a detriment. Yeah. And that's a hard game to play in. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it makes it feel really difficult. When the world is out to get you. Right. Like the whole world. Like everything. Like nothing Nothing is can go your way. No matter how good you do things, 
or be in these situations with your villains or the situation or the conflict that it's like as a, there's only one way out of it, right? Like the DM yeah. has set this only one way out of it, and you're like, I, I don't see it. And he was like, well, you just should have done these and these things. I mean, like, well, we tried, and we made rolls, but apparently those weren't good enough. Yeah. You know, in those kinds of situations. Because those are just frustrating. Yeah, they're very the, frustrating. Those, those aren't really good antagonistic places. Those aren't good villains. Those are just things to slap your characters around. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to, even with your villain, you got to kind of stay away from that. You yeah. don't want to, like, think of, like, like Magneto or whatever. Magneto loses a lot in the X-Men series. Like Despite the, being ultra-powerful. Yeah. So, like, the Brotherhood loses a lot. But the Brotherhood also gets important wins. Too. Yes. But even when they're in their moments when they're just super powerful, it's not like there's never a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or, or things like that. Like, I often reference other other uh, villains and stuff like that when I think of Darren Attack. It's like, like Saruman and Sauron. Like, they were, oh my goodness. Yes. Like, perfect, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the, he's a good guy. He, he, he's the white wizard. Like, there's no way he would. Oh, now he has an army bearing the white hand. Like it's it's crazy, you know. It's kind of ways you can do that. Which yeah. is another good kind of villain, the one that betrays you. Like the yeah. I've been your friend, and now here's the knife in the back. Yep, that's always a fun one too. Yep, that that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know, the, it it was an inside job the whole time, as uh, we like to say. The inside job is also very good. Um, definitely can lead to those feelings of just, uh, yeah. but they can also be done. It also can, you know, but if it's done right and they finally, they get that vindication and even their betrayal can have certain meaning. Like what if you find out that the person who betrayed your party had to, like their family was on the line or their, their livelihood, like something important. Or they were marked like, with a curse or something. Like they had to do it. Like, and so you're, you're waiting for this confrontation. They're just like. You know, right before you're, you're supposed to, like, fight, and you just go, listen, I'm sorry I had to do that. I had no choice. You know, that adds an extra little layer of, of drama into your story to kind of, you know, get it going. Yep. Uh, so, we're, we're talking about villains, and uh, sometimes uh, our players can act like them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at your face. Yeah, they sometimes, can. Sometimes our players can act like villains. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you have to, you know, curve them. Like I, I had a, I was running a game and um, everyone was just doing like the darkest stuff, and it was kind of crazy. It was like my bard, my bard killed a, an innocent family. I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, the the honorable, the honorable samurai, like. Like murdered a guy for for talking down at him, and I'm just like, what? What is? What game is this? Uh, it, I uh, I'm not gonna say any names. I don't oh. know if they listen to the thing, but it wasn't the normal group. Oh, I I know, no, I know. It wasn't those guys. It no, wasn't those guys. No, it was a, it was a little side thing I was doing at my friend's house. Yeah, love you, Josh. I miss you, Josh. You weren't one of the bad people. So. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I knew, like, as soon as I mentioned that, like, if he's listening, he would immediately know who I'm talking about. But it was just, like, really, it was really crazy. Yeah. So I actually had um, 
the villain, uh, like the villain, was like keeping track. He was gonna, he was gonna call them out on everything they had done. Yeah, and kind of just discredit them as the heroes. Yep. So you know, there's that. So we're, we're talking about villains. We're talking about bad guys. So let's flip it up. Let's flip the script a little bit. Let's talk about evil campaign. Yeah. Just a little touch. Yeah. I've only ran one evil campaign. Uh, my first time trying it, I think overall it went well. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of terrible things. Yep. Happened. But uh, any advice on an evil campaign? Uh. Because this time your villains are heroes. Well, they're the protagonists. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, they're the protagonists, yeah. and your antagonists are. The heroes, the isn't that right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that great when it's uh, like that, man? If it's an evil campaign, have fun. Honestly, um, treat it the same way you would if it was a good campaign. You just flip flop the morals. Um, so there should be a good guy that's there to stop you at every turn, and uh, you may end up facing off against an unbeatable good guy. You know, the hero of legend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may have to come back and try to beat it, you know, every time, you know. Yeah. You, may, you, you may get put, you know, beat down by the heroes. Um, but in the end, you know, it's it's almost the same thing. Don't, it, it's all about having fun. Yeah. If you're not having fun, um, then you may as well not be playing. So in an evil campaign, I, I like it to be fun, but not just allowing the party to do whatever they wanted. There's still consequences for actions. And I think that's that's the big thing to take away is, you know, let the party realize, especially the villains, that, yeah, you're evil and you're doing an evil thing, but actions have consequences. Yeah. Um, and they may not go in your favor. Big Brother's watching. They may not go in your favor. You know, you may think, okay, I'm the villain. I'm going to tear up this town. Well, there's a, a party of heroes in that that are ready to fight you. Um, they look really strong. You go for it anyways. Well, when you lose, I don't want to hear it. You know, because, oh, the bad guys were, you know, I'm like, yeah, but there are heroes yeah, I mean, out there uh, stopping. Even when we did the evil campaign, the your antagonist was a hero who yep. was, read, was held as a god, an immortal king. An immortal yes. king who was like a, a blank little paladin. He had like inquisitors who saw evil and people you guys had to kind of duck and dodge. So you guys yeah. had to be a little stealthy because there were people who were hunting evil people down. In fact, I'm pretty sure Alex's character got caught. That's right. Yes, he did. He did. He got caught by one of the, Inqu- the Inquisitors. And then he made it out. No, no. No. Tanner got him out. Tanner, Tanner got caught and got Tanner out. challenged another guy, and during that challenge, he was able to get free. Yeah, that's right. But he was going to get put on a... He was. He was... Because he had the dimensional shackles on, and uh, we were still trying to figure out how to get those off of him. Yeah, I remember. Because yeah. he couldn't cast his magic, because he yeah. was shackled. So, you know, you, there's definitely ways to do it, you know. We're, yeah. we're going to have to actually take some time, and yeah. it's like, oh, plan And, and uh, you know, chaotic evil is so hard to control sometimes, because <sighs> characters want to just, oh, that, that's my cue to, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I that's want. That's chaotic neutral. Dude. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> chaotic evil is harder to control than like lawful evil, neutral evil. Um, lawful so it, evil, best evil. Yeah, lawful evil is good. I like neutral evil. Uh, if if done right, I love it. Um, but uh, 
yeah, chaotic evil, you know, if you can help it, try not to have too many of those in the party, you know, because yeah, it, it, it can, chaotic evil can derail the game unless you either punish it or just say, hey, look, you can't just do but, anything. Like, you gotta think about it, though, because, like, even, even, like, even if you would call, like, say, the Joker chaotic evil, he was always a man with a plan. And he, he had, had a plan, yes. And he had aesthetics. Where he wouldn't do everything. Yeah. He would do a lot of things. But, you know, there were a lot of times where other villains were like, hey, let's do it again. He's like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. Because, yeah. no, it doesn't fit yeah. my, it doesn't fit the way I do things. So, you know, even chaotic uh, evil can have its own kind of personal flair. Yeah. So you just don't end up just <laughs> playing whack-a-mole with villagers, you know? Yeah. You, you try to avoid that, which is one of my biggest concerns, I guess, for that kind of game is just one of those kind of scenarios where everyone's just kind of everything. Yeah. Hammering it down as... You know. Now, toward the end of the campaign, you can have your villains, you know, tearing through a city, leading a charge with an army that they've created. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta villain, make the horde. But you know? when you're low level, you know, you're just an upstart. You're not... Uh, you're not a big bad You're yet. not a big bad yet. You know, so, you're not the big bad lich. You yet. are the thug. You are the soldier. That is it. Yes. At least when you start, and that's another. You know, that'd be another thing is don't let your evil players get overzealous. You know, they may do that, but you know, there's there, there's ways you can kind of subvert that. Mm-hmm. Um, a a powerful a powerful display by a good guy that's defending that area. Yeah. Or just enough of a description because that's the thing is um it, the more you can describe something. The more you can evoke that uh, feeling of, uh, oh man, I shouldn't mess with that, or uh, oh, that's that's going to take some work. You oh know? yeah. So oh, just yeah. good descriptions, especially for, um, and this is good and evil campaign. Um, a description goes a long way and can make you think a teddy bear is an evil demon. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. Love you. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because, um, which uh, Sunday you guys are about to talk to a dragon. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking about how to set the how to set like kind of like the air about it. Well, as you guys are in this thick, heavy brush that is adapted to this green dragon's um, aura being its lair, all of a sudden as you guys approach, the brush just lays down, the leaves bend out of your way, and you're almost like there is no cover. That's yep. a nice way to set a stage. Well, oh, this thing just made the plants move. Yep. Because it noticed you. That sets a tone of, this thing has power. Yes. This thing is aware. It is more, you know, it very much sets a very kind of ominous tone. And you can do those things for, uh, now necessarily not all villains and not all your bad guys are meant to be beat with with fists. And they're not all meant to be beat with sword. Um, There are some times where you need, it's dialogue and things like that. Because even dialogue can be an encounter. Even, Even those kind of things. So, as we're going to head into Sunday, and you guys are going to try to converse with this dragon. We'll see how it goes. But uh, there's a lot of ways you can do bad guys. And overall, just try to have fun with it. Try to let your players have fun with it. Um, Dag on it. Uh, let your players feel the win. Let them enjoy the win. And if you have a villain that has been constantly just nagging at them, poking at them, looming over them, uh, as cool as you think it would be, to let them get away for, like, another game or something like that, let the heroes 
get him. You know, I've I've, I've done it. I've seen it happen. Yep. Ah, we got him. This is the final fight. We beat him. He gets away. Like, don't just sometimes like just. The I love the villain so much. He's so great. He's like my favorite thing I've ever made. Well, sometimes you have to kill the things you love. Yep, and save them for another game. <laughs> save them for another game. Sometimes you got to do it. So uh, this is just our, you know, kind of first talk about uh, villains and all that good stuff. Um, when we talk about final boss fights and things like that, we're going to revisit uh, villains and bad guys. So I have my new coffee mug. Yeah. It is the shape of a red D20, just like the logo. Uh, it is so large. It, it was much deeper and wider, because I realize it's, it's a shape, but it, it was almost like a cup and a half of coffee. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe like a cup and three-fourths of coffee. Because like, I filled it to the top, and it was it was just a lot of liquid. In was this. it good? Oh, it was delicious. It was delicious. Uh, also, for my birthday, I got um, not only the cup, but I got this uh, Reese's Pieces uh, creamer, which is oh, yeah. what we had Yeah. with our um, classic roast. So, Nick... 16. I liked it a lot. I like the creamer a lot. Um, I don't have much to say about it. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, uh, I did, because uh, you had just the creamer. I actually I had uh, the creamer, and I put like a little tiny spoon of sugar in it. Um, I almost think I put a little too much sugar. Like uh, the, the creamer had enough sweetness on its own. I think I put a little bit too much in. I want to try it again with a little less. But I'm definitely going to give this a solid 15. I feel like I ruined it with sugar. <laughs> I, 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 I did this. <laughs> also, like, I'm like, I, that cake they made. Yeah, the cake man. they made, which, thank you, Saya. So, you guys are amazing. The cake they made was super awesome. Uh, I gotta, I gotta you got skills, you. Nessa. You got skills. Yeah, man. We gotta throw you a shout out. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, continue to listen to us. Um, thank our Patreon supporters who help keep the show going. Uh, still working out the kinks with the mic. Um, soon you'll be seeing more posts um, coming up because we're. I'm gonna start recording people telling D and D stories. Yes. Because I don't want to read them off of our Reddit because I'm lazy. So I'm just yeah. have people tell me their own stories. Uh, yeah. Tell me your story. Uh, so uh, definitely, um, that's coming up soon. Uh, just keep on listening. And remember, guys, the quest never ends. Evil! Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. You can follow us at DMWorld at 9029 on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter, DMWorld9029. Please listen to us again. Hope you enjoy. Remember, guys, the quest never ends.